Initialize sequence. Hello, everybody. This is Jordan Cibel of Fear Factory. I was from Devil Driver and Cold Chamber. And Jerry Only, the great. Jared from Head PE. Hey, what's happening? This is Trevor from the band on there. This is Jesse Leach from Kill Switch and Gears. This is Dino Cazares from the group Fear Factory. This is Max Cavalera. Cavalera Conspiracy. Stay underground. Welcome to the Underground, Australia's home of underground music. We are honoured to have metal legend Marco Hiatella on the Underground. Marco, how are you? I'm doing pretty fine here in the Finnish winter. Could be warmer. Yeah, we were just talking about that a bit there. We're sort of at the opposite ends of the scale, but you are hitting the road soon, as you said, and you will be getting into the warmer weather. Yeah, that, that's true. I'm, I'm heading over for the holidays. Since my wife is from Brazil, so there is a base there. Ah, yeah, that's excellent. All right, Marco, well, I wanted to say you finished up a hectic year with Nightwish, touring schedule and whatnot. You get a year off. Most people would be relaxing, but you straight back to work. What's the mindset there jumping straight into a solo project? Well, because um, the sabbatical seemed like I would have time for it. And I guess uh, I would have had uh, then deadlines got broken again and then a lot of things were and work where it was overlapping and it got hard and tedious at points of time. But then again, never lost the trust in the music and it was done. Now it's here and I don't know, I can rest for a while, but I have way too much of an active head to lie down for too long. So I'm basically all my days at home I might be doing PlayStation, but every day I end up also playing or singing something or doing <laughs> something. When you do that, you tend to find ideas and some pieces of songs that you haven't heard from other people. And then when you get songs, you start to work on them, and this is the result. And as a musician who writes both lyrics and music, it had been a long, like, you know, kind of a dream, uh, aspiration, not too, like, serious, but still there. It would be nice to do something totally on my own. And at that time, the sabbatical started, I realized that I have ideas enough for some, for a whole album. Now I just need a couple of friends with me to kind of understand a little bit more of, for instance, keyboard playing than I do. I got a couple of friends in, they were really into the music, and we ended up well, yeah, doing a lot of arranging together. The guys were helping also to fill up some gaps in their whole compositions and all that. And of course, I'm talking about the guys on the album, Thomas Vainel on guitar and Billy Ollil on keyboards. And Thomas on guitar, he actually got so into the whole thing that he ended up producing and mixing the album because he's a, stu- he's a part studio owner as well. Oh, that's excellent um, right there. And it's great to see that you draw some inspiration from playing PlayStation games as well. Did you say that in there? Yeah, well, PlayStation games can be inspiring. Anything can be if you have an open mind. I don't really look for inspiration. I just try to be open for it. And whatever you see and hear, snippet of talk between a mother and a child on a tram can be some. That's an idea. Yeah, most definitely. Well, it's Pyre of the Blackhearted. It's out January 24th. What sort of best describes the sound of this one to you, Marco? Sound of the album. It is pretty obvious when you listen to it a little bit that it falls on the side of the prog rock. But I just want to say that it, it's, a, it's a genre that has a, also a lot of bad rep because of the over-artistic and over-mathematical approaches to music. Those were the things we were trying to avoid. We were trying to put up a coherent songs with melodies and lyrical things and all that. And uh, more of the prog rock stuff comes from the atmospheres, things that we've combined machinery rhythms to percussion and 70s rock into modern synthesizers, things and all these. And then putting in, uh, also recording some string quartet and that kind of 
stuff for one day in Finnwood Studios and we wanted it to be versatile and wanted all the songs to have an identity of their own. Well, very much looking forward to it, Marco, and I love the album artwork for it as well, the hand holding the heart. Was that your idea to get the artwork like that, or who's behind the artwork? The guy who did the artwork is called Remo Paul. He's a, he's a German guy. He did, he did the cover art. And I had this vision of a huge, stony hand burning and trying to crush this shining, hard, black heart trying to burn and crush it and it is a metaphor of the kind of a kind of a mental emotional wrestling that I've gone through in my life yeah there's been a lot of bad shit but I consider myself a survivor too and one of the things is that no matter how shitty the world or other people are it is no reason for me to sell my principles yeah I very much like that right there that's a great concept Marco yeah. You've been in the music industry for a very long time. What would you say are the biggest changes since you started back in the 80s? Back in the 80s, it was only vinyls at the time and, and cassette tapes. So there is a little bit of a little bit of a difference after all that came CDs and DVDs and then downloading and the Spotify and all that we, as we know now. Which is where the structure of getting the profits to the one who does have been broken down pretty badly. These days, the bands don't, or musicians don't really live on making that music. The one thing that has substance, you've got to go on tours. Mm. Because everybody wants the music either for free or with peanuts. <laughs> and it's a funny thing that still for another five minute enjoyment, like a cup of coffee on Starbucks, you're willing to spend way more than for one song. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? It is. Well, that being said, Marco, if you weren't involved in music, what do you think you would have done? Oh man, I had aspirations when I was a kid. I wanted to be an astronaut. Oh. But the cruel realities hit me when I got a little bit older. Finland does not have space program. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of nice high-tech and electronics here that they're sending with European space, whatever it is, ESA, compared to NSA. Um, they say the Finnish stuff has been sent out there in satellites and whatever. They have some pretty good electronics, but I guess the resources weren't enough to send something out there on our own. And even then, I'm not really sure if I would have been on it. <laughs> no problem about courage, but then again, I might fail the psychological tests. <laughs> so if you're not rocking out playing bass and singing, you're an astronaut. I don't mind that though, Marco. Yeah, but these kind of things happen. <laughs> uh, somewhere along the line, when I was 11, 12, I got so obsessed with the music that this is the result. Well, thank goodness for that, man. And I was going to say, you've stated Nightwish as your main band and you're hitting the road again in 2020. Is there any chance of you heading out to Australia? I'm totally out of the loop now. Because, well, like I said, year was hard. There was a lot of work. And I left over to the Brazil and forgot everything for a month and a half. Then I came back here like a couple of weeks back and jumped onto this Christmas tour. And now I'm kind of catching up, updating my database that what's, uh, what's happening and where. I get an email where there's all the shows for the next year in my email, but I haven't opened it because I still have two shows to do this Christmas thing. Then I'm off. Then I have a few days like to get a little bit more information in my head and then I'm, and then I'm going to Brazil for the holidays. 
Yeah, definitely just take some time off and we'll wait and see what happens, I guess. That's crazy how in advance you are. With well, but for me, personally, of course, I'd love to come and do some Aussie shows because they've been good and it's been nice, especially since quite often we managed to do the Aussie shows so that we come over in January, February. They're way nicer there than here, too. Yeah, well, we'd definitely love to have you back out here. And you've basically done it all in metal, Marco. I wanted to know, how do you define success? To each of us, there's a little bit of a personal edge to it. As a man who has been always more interested in substance, what is the content of whatever thing and what they hold, I've always been less into money than into making something that I enjoy. And of course, doing a prop solo album is not a most commercial way to start things on your own side either. <laughs> um, yeah, that's how it goes. And maybe I'm an idealistic, maybe I should have more business sense, but it would just hinder the purity of the, of the whole thing. I sometimes put my fingers into some managerial businesses and all that, and it's just bullshit. Yeah, I want to keep the musical side pure. My main, one of my main principles. And that's a very good way to be, Marco, and I, that almost answers my next question. I was going to ask if there's a surprising fact about you that your fans, something that would surprise your fans to find out about you, but that right there's a pretty good one. Okay, yeah. I don't really hold any kind of mystery well about myself. I try to be the same guy as I am, whether I'm a being family father or whether I'm on stage. It's just a different aspect of my personality that comes across in those situations. But it's all me. So when people see that hairy Viking screaming his head off at stage, it is the real me. <laughs> I enjoy that stuff. But it doesn't mean that if you meet me and see what I'm immediately putting next to your head, I am a relaxed family father as well. <laughs> oh, I like that right there. Very well said. Well, can I grab a recommendation from you, Marco? Something outside of music, like something that you've been doing. It can be a book that you've read, a movie that you've checked out, or something like that. The first thing that comes to my mind, I really love the Netflix movie, Sorry for Bothering You, about a guy who wanted to become the world's greatest phone Salesman. Oh, okay, cool. I haven't seen that. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, because um, I think it had one of the best, like, you know, solutions for ending that I've seen in a movie for in a little while. Then again, the whole thing gets going and it starts to go absurd in a really delicious way. <laughs> oh, well, that is awesome. We'll definitely have to check it out. It's a black comedy and I like my comedies black. Yeah, black comedies are the best. Well, thank you so much, Marco. I really appreciate it. That brand new album, Pyre of the Blackheart, is here January 24th through Nuclear Blast Records. Be sure to pre-order it now, media.nuclearblast.de. Pre-save it on all of those digital outlets and hit this man up on Facebook and Instagram, Marco Official. I will whack those links up on the website. Marco, thanks so much for joining me. Of course, thanks. How? What? It's the underground.